Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. All right, you want the heart of the sermon right at the front? Sure, yeah, yeah, I saw excitement over here. All right, here it is. The resurrection of Jesus is God's way of showing the world what God intends for every human life. The resurrection of Jesus is God's way of showing the world what God intends for every human life. The sermon could be over there. You could go home, you could get your mimosas out, your Easter brunch, we could hunt for eggs, right? You know what I'm going to say on Easter, don't you? The tomb is empty. Christ has conquered the grave. Sin, death, and the devil have been defeated once and for all. Love and life win. Let's try that. Love and life win. Let's do it again. Love and life This is the Easter proclamation, right? But let's think about it for a moment. Life is really difficult. Life is hard. It's not easy. Get outside of Easter for a moment, and I want you to think about the world and to think about your life. It doesn't take us long to tell the truth about the world or the truth about our lives. We have human hearts that ache and break. We go through disappointment and sorrow and grief. It's what it means to be human. The reality is our lives often feel more like Good Friday than they do Easter Sunday. Now sure, there are moments of joy and thank God for that. There are moments of beauty in the world. There are moments of celebration, but every person in this room has a story to tell, and your story is like my story. There are ups and there are downs. There are good days and there are very difficult days when you don't know if you have what it takes to hold on. Life is hard. But the resurrection of Jesus shows us that what God did for Christ, God intends to do for every human life. Fifteen years ago, on Easter Sunday, I renounced my faith in Jesus Christ. I gave up. I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't pretend anymore. I didn't have hope in my life My life was filled with sorrow. It was filled with despair. It was filled with fear as a soldier deployed in Iraq. And on April 8th, 2007, Easter morning, I got up very early in the morning and I made my way to an Easter sunrise service. And I was filled with so many questions. My heart was filled with so much pain. 
As a 21-year-old kid deployed in Iraq in the army, I was encountering suffering at a, at a scale that I had never seen before. New questions were emerging that were putting into question everything I believed about the world. I was raised in the church. Sunday school and confirmation, mission trips, and even at the age of 14, I felt a call to ministry. 14 years old was the first time that I felt maybe God was calling me to ministry. But walking to that Easter sunrise service, my hope was thin. And I remember the chaplain came out at that sunrise service and he said all of the things that a a chaplain should say on Easter. He greeted us with the traditional Easter greeting, Alleluia, Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed, Alleluia. He told us about how Jesus conquered sin, death, and the devil, how love and life win, how our hope can be secure. And I didn't believe a word of it. It didn't match up with my lived experience. I was struggling because all I could see was the evil and the pain and the hurt in the world. In the Gospel of Luke, Mary, Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and other women. Notice it wasn't the men who got up early in the morning. Am I right, moms? Who got the kids dressed today? All right, I'm not looking at you. This guy did. Good job, Dad. It was the women. It was the women who went to the tomb early in the morning, but they weren't going to the tomb looking for resurrection, looking for hope. They were going with their heads cast down, filled with fear, filled with sorrow, filled with pain, because their Lord, the Messiah, the Christ, had been crucified. He had been nailed to a tree, and his body had been callously taken and thrown in a tomb, not prepared, not loved, not washed, not tended to. And they got up on that first day of the week in the midst of their grief to go do those things for Jesus. And as they approach the tomb and they enter in, they see that the body of Jesus is not there. But two men are standing there in dazzling clothes. Later, they're referred to in Luke as angels. Imagine what the women are feeling and thinking. We're told that they're struck with fear. They don't know what's happening. In other gospel accounts, Mary is convinced that somebody has stolen the body of Jesus and taken him away, only adding to her grief. Not only is she grieving now, she feels violated. All of these things swirling inside of them. And these messengers say, why are you looking for the living among the dead? We don't know if in that moment these women had faith and believed and felt hope and felt joy and and felt the Easter message. But what we know is that they leave that place and they go back to the other disciples and they tell the disciples what they have been told. They tell the disciples, messengers told us that Jesus was alive, that he is risen. And the disciples don't believe it. They can't believe it. They say it's an idle tale. They dismiss the women. Side note, if you've ever been dismissed by, as, as a woman for what you're saying, you're in good company 
with Mary Magdalene, Joanna, the first to preach the Easter message. Even if we don't know if they believed it yet, the first preachers were women. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. But the disciples can't believe it. They're struck with fear. They're struck with pain. This is the reality, isn't it? Think about a hard time in your life. Maybe you're going through it right now. Or maybe you've been through one. And your heart is aching. And it's breaking. And people come alongside you and they mean well. And they're trying to give you hope. And they give you a message that it's going to get better. Life can change. Things will be different. And if we're honest with ourselves, in those moments of raw and real pain, we have a really hard time believing it, don't we? We have a hard time believing it. But here's what I know to be true. Here's what I found to be true. Those messages, those gospel messages that tell us the worst thing in your life will not be the last thing. They're like little tiny seeds that get planted in our hearts. And even if it's not sprouting and blooming and growing now, I trust that over time, the Holy Spirit actually does sprout and bloom and grow faith in our lives. But it takes time. It's a process to find hope to believe in resurrection, to believe in new life. Peter, Peter's there, and he's with the others when they're told and they think it's an idle tale, but I wonder about the seeds of faith that Christ had planted in Jesus, or Jesus had planted in Peter, right? I wonder about those seeds of faith, and if now they're, they're starting to spring forth, they're starting to sprout, because Peter gets up from the table and he runs to the tomb with curiosity. Somebody told the women, and the women told me, I want to go now, and I want to see it. And he goes to the tomb, and he finds the linen wrappings lying there. No angelic messenger, nothing but an empty tomb and some linen cloth, and we're told he leaves amazed. But we don't know if he believes. It is one thing It is one thing on Easter for a preacher to stand before you and to tell you about the resurrection. It is a whole nother thing to experience it. It is a whole other thing to see it, to feel it, to experience it in your life. I love John's version of the Easter story. In the Gospel of John, two disciples run to the tomb. Peter is racing with another disciple. It's an interesting little tidbit. They're racing, and the one outran Peter, and the one runs into the tomb, right? But before they even run there, Mary, Mary Magdalene had gotten up, and she had went to the tomb and saw the stone rolled away, and Mary is so filled with that grief and that fear and that sorrow, she doesn't even walk into the empty tomb. She sees the stone rolled away in John's version. She walks up to it, and her head goes down, and she starts circling in the garden, and she's weeping and crying and mourning. They have took his body, and where have they put it? Who stole his body? And the other disciples run in and they run out and there's Mary left in the garden. And because all she can see is pain and suffering, she can't see the new life that is already springing up, that is already there. 
And then her eyes glance upon Jesus, but she doesn't know it's Jesus. She thinks it's the gardener. What have you done with, with my Lord? What have you done with his body? Where have you placed it? Tell me and I'll go get it. And Jesus sort of in his resurrection mood. <laughs> Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are you asking these questions? Come on, Jesus. Just hug her. <laughs> Just wrap her up. But then he does. He, he calls her by name. It's not until Jesus says, Mary, gets close. And then what happens from there is very different than what happens in Luke's version. Mary and John's version goes back to the, to the disciples who are locked up. And instead of saying, somebody told me about resurrection and now I'm going to tell you about what somebody told me about resurrection, she goes before the disciples and she says, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. It is one thing for a preacher to tell you about resurrection. It's another thing to experience resurrection. To tell the story to other people about resurrection. It's one thing for us on Easter Sunday to proclaim that the tomb is empty, to, to write our social media posts, to tell our friends and neighbors that the tomb is empty. Happy Easter is a whole nother thing to show our friends and neighbors new life, hope, resurrection, that the impossible is possible. But this is the calling of the church. Where we are in this great cosmic story of death and resurrection is that we are on this side of that resurrection. And scripture teaches us that you and me and us together are the living, breathing body of Christ in the world. We are the resurrected body of Christ in the world. And our calling, our calling on Easter and every day of the year is not just to tell people that resurrection is possible, but it's to show them a pastor can tell you about resurrection. A congregation of people can show the world resurrection. And I know that it's true. Fifteen years later, I still have doubts. I still have struggles. I still have the wounds and the scars of my story. But I can tell you that I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord show up time and again in people's lives, precious people's lives, your lives. When you go through the unspeakable, when you suffer deep, horrendous pain, I have seen the Lord show up. I've seen the Lord show up in friends and neighbors who rally around the people they love to walk with them in the midst of their grief and their anguish. I have seen people who have lost children, who know grief unbearable, who still muster up the courage and find joy in the everyday life, who keep persisting. I have seen the Lord. 
I have seen the Lord in people who have gone through a bitter and horrible divorce, who have convinced themselves that they'll never find love again, that love is lost, and I have seen them over time find love again that is holy and pure and beautiful and healing. I have seen the Lord in my own life through friends and colleagues and mentors and therapists and counselors who have helped walk me through my post-traumatic stress disorder, who piece by piece have pointed to the new life that God is springing up. I may be a broken man, but I stand here telling you I am a new creation in Christ Jesus and God has healed this heart. I have seen the Lord. I see it in you. I see it in the world. Did you know that every time you forgive somebody, you show the world resurrection? Do you know that every time you serve and you pour yourself out and you get beyond yourself, you show the world resurrection? Do you know every time you give, every time you give, you show the world resurrection? This is what it means to be the risen body of Christ in the world. It's not about telling, it's about showing. It's about showing up. This is why every year here at Prince of Peace, we adopt a resurrection project. It's written about in your letter. Every year, we we take on a project as a congregation to show the world what resurrection looks like. This year, our resurrection project has two aspects. First, we're seeking to raise $10,000 to help resettle a family, a refugee family who has fled Afghanistan because of the Taliban and their reign of terror, stripping away women's rights, children's rights. And this year, we are seeking as a congregation to sponsor a family through the leadership of Bill and Ann Wentz, who are sitting right here. We want to be a part of that resurrection story, don't we? Imagine somebody's whole life, their country, the place they love, being taken over and forced out with fear for their lives, thinking that the the end is near. There's no more hope. Where do I go from here? We want to be a part of that resurrection story that gives a new family new life, new hope, new dreams, that the worst thing won't be the last thing. We want in on that. And the other thing we're doing once again is we're raising money for the women in the central plateau of Haiti, to Shemin Lavi Mio, a pathway to a better life. I have seen resurrection because I have visited these women in the central plateau, the women starting the program who have nothing to their name, who aren't counted on the Haitian census, who are considered subhuman. But we know the truth, don't we? We know the truth that every human life has value, dignity, and worth, and all means all. So we partner with these women through CLM. We put them in a cohort for 18 months and I have seen the Lord because I have seen these women at the end of the program standing tall and proud, able to feed their children, to stand with dignity. I have seen resurrection. So this year, I encourage you, I implore you to give, to support, to resettle a, a family who's starting over, to give women hope in their life once again for their children, just like the children you hold in your laps, I have seen the Lord. So church, 
Do you feel it? Do you sense it? Can you trust it? Even if you don't feel it in this moment that what God did for Jesus Christ on that first Easter Sunday is what God intends to do with every human life and that includes your life. So cling to that promise of a crucified and risen Lord. Stand tall for you will be raised up too. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.